Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now Everybody and welcome back to Acts of Pod. It's back to a regular session. Um, so last episode, as you know, I had a special guest and I really got to work on the All Right Laptop, my tribute album to Radiohead. And um, my engineer Megan and I worked on Suspicious Robot um, again, Paranoid Android, and. Um, I feel, look, I feel renewed and I feel revived, but the girls came back and I think we're going to work on, again, even further down the downward spiral this week. So as always, lead vocals, me, Gina, heartbreaker, dream maker, risk taker, oathquaker, <laughs> on bass, and good to see you. You looking fantastic. How are you feeling? Doing, doing, doing well. Uh... Be uh, better, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I got got some things going on, <laughs> some vague things going on. Some vague, some, some vague, vague, yeah. Some vague vagrancies, vagrancy charges. Okay. No, no, it, it looks like we we uh, may finally have a house. So. Woo! <sighs> and nice. that's pretty cool. <laughs> so no it's, more vagrancy charges is yeah, what you're saying? It's getting, uh, getting a little worn down. She, she works the keyboards, haunted oboe, I, well, all of the woodwinds. I mean, I've <laughs> clarinet, bassoon. <laughs> Whatever, honestly, whatever she feels like, she's in. She's an independent spirit. Cezanne, how how have you been doing? How have you been holding up? I've been okay. I've been, you know, cycling through all the emotions, and uh, you know, it feels like it feels like a new normal. Yeah, you know what I wanted to talk to y'all about is um, the other night I was awake because. Um, I have had two rounds of steroids ejections Ooh. this week. There so, you go. um, I'm going to tell you, I'm real hype, real hype. Ugh. And, um, and I got my birth control shot, um, which is the one that you're supposed to get every three months. I was a little late. Uh. And man, when I tell you, I'm feeling alive. <laughs> <laughs> feeling real alive watching weird shit on YouTube. <laughs> and I'm jazzed and I'm hyped and so I saw somewhere around midnight 
and our president had COVID. <laughs> yeah. And the world went sideways. And nobody was awake except other weirdos. And when I tell you, it was a quite a weirdo festival. Had the time of my life. And um, got real strange and fun and free. And we made inappropriate jokes. And it was crazy. And And more than once, we asked each other, did we all die? Are we in hell? Would you tell me? When did it happen? Was it the Hadron Collider? (laughs) (laughs) And we weren't kidding. We were trying to trying to remember when we all died and at what point we sort of came to when was it when we realized we were all in hell and um, we felt so free. And, um, you know, I, I was like, you know what? I've asked my friend several times. And is this purgatory? Would you let me know? A la Jacob's letter so I could be free to join the people that I've loved and lost. And they promised me they would, but they haven't let go. Um, They they won't let me know for sure. And I feel like am I still working out karma? But now if we're all in it together, maybe they don't know they're here with me. Um, So I don't know. Are we in hell? I guess that's what the podcast is about today. (laughs) Yeah. Is that is that what we discussed, or is that just me? <laughs> yeah, no, that, yeah, sounds, that sounds that sounds right. That sounds <sighs> well. It's not, but it is close because it is a it's a bit chaotic. Am I am I fair in that assessment? <laughs> I mean, yeah. it yeah, it is. It stays that way. Uh, just, I mean, twists and turns constantly. It's like okay. So, but I, you know, I did, I, I was thinking about this topic and, you know, I, I don't know, I feel like it fits, but a a term that gets bandied about, which I think may fit, is cult of personality. Does it apply in this situation? When, for example, you have a president who, um, was test positive we don't know when. <laughs> we don't know when because he was blowing his <laughs> rancid, <laughs> infected breath <laughs> over people who did not deserve it. <laughs> so we can't be sure. Maybe he didn't feel great, but he was feeling confident enough. <laughs> To just blow his horn, toot, toot, toot. (laughs) Pestilent, his pestilent flute. (laughs) Over the first, second, third, fourth, five hundredth line. (laughs) Yeah, what's up? I have a question. Yeah. Does anybody know what the incubation period is? Not long enough. I mean... (laughs) <laughs> I was just curious if there's been any theory. I I don't know. There's you mean has there been four hundred ninety eight thousand theories? Yeah, <laughs> right. exactly. There has because they were like, well, wait, when did hope? Because like hope hicks, hope springs eternal. Um, she was feeling a little under the weather. Like you know, I mean, there have been so many flow charts. I can't tell you the things I've seen on Twitter. 
there are timelines aplenty. Oh, for sure. Because they're like, well, oh. so when exactly did they suspect? Because if they did and they still had the Rose Garden ceremony and they still went to the debate and they still, you know, and then it put all of these people, right? Because right, that would be incredibly well, irresponsible. And they showed up late to the debate, right? <sighs> so that there wasn't time for testing. Right. That seems a little oh. suspect. Ooh, I didn't know that. They were on the, and I'm winking so hard here, honor system. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And we can all expect integrity and, <laughs> and uh, yeah. And, and that's the way the, the, the uh, debate went, right? From what I hear. Mm-hmm. It was a and gentlemanly you, debate. It was gentlemanly. <laughs> and as you'll know, they did not wear masks. They did not want to project weakness. The American yeah. public. So they. Right. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. But. Again, that's not, that's not the point. The point isn't that they didn't. <laughs> again, like some sort of Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> Mask of the Red Death. Um, spread their disease over. Again, first, second, third, fourth, fifth just everybody that could and you know is it is it a yeah like when the president has like a fucking stroke or something you're supposed there's all these protocols that are in place like they were saying that you know that they have when like obama with people that work for obama they have like like grips in the shower they're they're so careful about that to have all of these things because if if for some reason, anything were to happen, they want to make sure that, you know, it's all taken care of. But these dudes, just everybody's out of the game. And they're like, oh, okay, well, Jared, just make sure. And then they have like a picture of Donald Trump with a Sharpie and some (laughs) computer paper. (laughs) Yeah. What was that? It was like weekend at Donnie's. But he's done that before, right? Like drawing randomly on like maps and stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, but it's like what did he do this time? It was so he, they they had him at Walter Reed signing blank pieces of paper, oh. like oh he's still you know right, signing, but they okay. they had him didn't they have him like just do sort of a series of like filmed him working like he would change his clothes but it was like the timestamps. like you can still get the metadata from the from right the, the videos so they were just like a few minutes apart so they're like right. okay let's just get these video ops in so that we can set them out send them out at different uh. times yeah and like i said they weren't there weren't they were blank pieces of paper that he was signing with the sharpie <laughs> so it wasn't yeah i mean it was all all of it was the staged ruse yeah it was it's all to make to so that and, there's no downtime of him being looking like he's Ill. well and here's the thing so why are we mentioning this just to be cruel no because when you prepare something like this this sort of theater has anybody ever done this before surely not <laughs> no what well, yeah, actually they do. It's when you have these sort of um, <sighs> theatrical shows, you're building this image, a larger than life image of a man. 
right? Yeah. This falls under the cult of personality, right? right? So what they're doing is we know the reason that nobody is upset is because we know for a fact that Donald Trump isn't taking care of anything anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not running the show. <laughs> like yeah. we're not, nobody's falling, nothing's falling apart. Can, can I just ask, okay, the, the, when him, he's signing that paper, like signing autographs or no. because here, here's what, okay. Well, cause here's what it brought to mind was I wish I could play this trick on him when he's just signing his name to on blank mm-hmm. piece of paper. Cause when I was a kid, I'd be like, Oh, like to my brother, I'd be like, Hey, let's compare our signatures. And I'd have, and you know, he'd sign his name and then I'd go on the paper and be like, I comma, you know, where he signed his name. Do hereby swear that Anne is the best ever and I will do whatever she wants anytime. You know, if I could be like, I, comma, Donald Trump, do hereby resign the presidency. And admit that I am a Dan Kemp poop. Let's go back. Let's, let's just, I'm going to lay a little groundwork down for what a cult of personality is. The first time it was mentioned, right? Okay. So it was in reference to Stalin, but as I was telling Anne before, the first person to use it, of course, was Karl Marx, right? Um, anyway, so here's the quote. Are y'all ready? Mm-hmm. <sighs> Direct quote, Karl Marx. <clears throat> 10 points. Neither of us cares a straw of popularity. Let me cite one proof of this. Such was my aversion to the personality cult or in German, for son and cultus, <laughs> that at the time of the international, when plagued by numerous moves to accord me public honor, I never allowed one of these to enter the domain of publicity. Oh. Because here's the thing. So people like Karl Marx and even Lenin, like they were true believers, right? They, it was the cause, you know, they believed in the cause. So they, you know, at the time, like they, especially in Russia, we talked about this in the like Mad Kings episode, is that because it's so massive that, you know, people sort of want to elevate to like czar status. Like they, they almost wanted to make him larger than life. They wanted him to be the head of communism like Lenin, but he really resisted it because he's like, I am not communism, right? Like I don't want to be the face of communism, you know, uh, like, this is, like, something that I believe in. He was, like, a, a, a literary man, right? He, like, he believed in the cause. Right. And But, like, even after he died, like, right? I mean, he was, like, buried in state, right? You know, they, they, they still did that. But Stalin, on the other hand, it was just a, 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 a means to an end, right? Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, and that's how this sort of cult of personality, like he wrote, rewrote history. He said like, you know, like Lenin and he were really pals and that he want, like he wanted him to be his successor, which is not true. Like, like Stalin was a bit of a brute. He was like a gangster. He just, he wasn't like not a scholar in any way. Like he, he, like, again, it was a means to an end. And so the, he used the media and, it's sort of like, again, like used artwork to sort of paint himself as like everyone. I am the father. Like I am, I am your daddy. You know, yeah. yeah. Like right. I, I am Mister Russia, 
And, and in that same sort of like alpha male way that we see with Trump, like that's the other thing that's really popular is that you put your name everywhere. You're always in everybody's ear, like with Twitter, like even with Trump, like when he like had those checks, like he put his name on the $1,200 checks. Right. It's just like, like this, I'm doing this. I'm your daddy. Like, yeah. this is me. I'm Mr. America. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, so it's like, you know, it's just like your name's on everybody's lips. They're talking about you constantly. It doesn't even matter if they hate you. It's like you're just so associated and intertwined. And the other thing, which I think is interesting, is that, so these are like the, I guess the kind of ways that these sort of things can develop is that you have like a unifying ideology um, you have media control, and so in this instance, um, well, you've got Fox News, yeah. and the other genius thing is that all other media is suspect, right? right? Yeah. So even if you have, like, get coverage from anywhere else, you know, they're just like, you know, fake news. It's all a big conspiracy. We, mm-hmm. We've all conspired. Yeah. Well, and then you've got, you've got, you know, even when there is no truth anymore, right? So Donald Trump gets sick and everyone's like, wait a minute, what's Mm -hmm. the play here, right? So it's that kind of chaos creation Mm -hmm. and then, you know, them trying to control the, the theater of it and the narrative of it by you know, with all of the photo shoots, you know, strategically put out. Um, But, you know, nobody can believe anything anymore, right? Even... Right. And the other thing is that both of these, the conditions that these exist in is that the the institutions are no longer working for the people. Okay, and so yes. you can come in and say, like, I'm an outsider. I realize they're no longer working for you. Like, put your trust in me. Mm-hmm. But ironically, is that the, the person at the center of that institution corrupts it entirely. Mm-hmm. They become bigger than it. So Donald Trump is bigger than the Republican Party now. He doesn't represent the Republican Party. He doesn't have any of the values, you know? So he's not like a true believer. Just like Stalin didn't in any way represent any communist ideal. He was bigger than that, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, communism itself is antithetical to the idea of one big person in power, right? That doesn't make any sense. But being able to, yeah, yeah, take take the power Uh, and, you know, go ahead. This reminded me of, um, I was reading an article about a a book that came out. Uh, They talk about the cult of personality. Well, and this is in regards to, like, U.S. presidents. Mm -hmm. Um, Because people can say, you know, like, uh, FDR or, uh, Trump, Reagan. Yeah. Anyway, what 
what was interesting was that they, and I didn't read the book. I'm just reading what people thought about the book. Sure, um, sure. Who has time? That, you know, like Washington and Thomas Jefferson. Oh, yeah. Cult personality. Like hero, the the great, great man of history leading, the, like running the show and just awesome and like uh, the father of our country, the Lord, you know. Anyway, um, but like how John Adams is not in that group. And they start analyzing like things that he talked about, which was he was like an advocate about like the party system because he was against the private interests and he was in the greed. He did not like how they capitalized on celebrity culture and how it was so obsessed with like George Washington that that was like the the gold standard. You've got to be like George Washington kind of thing. I yeah. thought that was interesting. Like who's because it's like well who is and then who's not you know when you, well yeah oh, no that's it that's all I got. No, I stepped on you, but was that boring? I don't know. No. Okay. I <laughs> lost the connection. So. <laughs> well, you know what? <laughs> Here's the thing. Um. No, I mean like the internet connection. Well, I lost a connection because I nothing bores me more than John Adams, and I feel like I know we've talked about that. John Adams. It, I feel well, like I mean, yeah, there's no cult personality around John fucking Adams. Well, no. I mean, you know, I have a Paul Giamatti problem. <laughs> um, no, is I was just thinking the other day. I was telling people who were absolutely not interested in this. <laughs> um, was that, um, because again, so many steroid shots, <laughs> but because uh, I always, for some reason, like I always like Trump makes me think of Jim Jones and, yeah. um, mm, totally. it, that, it, it's like, especially that, that work, the, I call it the herka jerk, but like, like <laughs> on the pulpit where he's like, he, he's got both hands on it mm-hmm. and he's like, like herkin yeah. is like. You know, shoulders into it, but mm-hmm. it. What reminds me of it is because Jim Jones, like he, people think he has a southern accent, but he's from the Midwest. <laughs> and so weird. Uh, and but and the other thing is that um, George Bush, like George uh, W. Bush, <laughs> has a Texas again, born in Connecticut, <laughs> and it's like there's something about like Trump with his Queens accent, and yeah. it's like. And, and Ronald Reagan made me think of this, too, is that they have this everyman accent, but they were all rich. It's like they have this affected speech where they're just like, brothers, I'm yeah. just like you. Yeah. You know, like, we're just every, every man dudes who want to make sure that women can't control their reproductive cycles right. and, like, just keep the caste system as it is. So, you know what I mean? Like, just, like, it's, like, they, they just want to, just, we just want to maintain the status quo. I know it's ugly when you really look at it, but what happens if we don't, you know? Yeah. What happens to good old boys like you and me? Right. Let's just talk no nonsense here. Nothing fancy. Right. Just us holding on to what we got forever and ever and ever. I mean, do you really want to have to compete against some 
smart mouth lesbian bitch for your job. <laughs> Think about it. Exactly. What kind of world would that be? I mean, God. when's the last time you had to go in to some bitch's office and it ca- turn in your receipts for Jersey Mike's and explain <laughs> why <laughs> why you took your accounting team to the strip club and she said that maybe you'd have to go to HR. Fuck her. John never made you do that shit. Fuck her. Oh, Republican, man. Slippery slope. Yeah, no, we're never going to cover your health care. Give it up. But I'll tell you what, you're never going to have to go to Mary Jane's office and look at pictures of her wife and her four adopted kids and explain why you can't claim the strip club receipts. All right, I don't know. I'm probably going to cut that out, but you know what? it's really good. Uh, It's, yeah, it tracks. Yeah, please, please. But no, but that's, that's definitely, that's one of like the, the big, like, bullet points is this sort of like you know uh we're we're all it's it's targeting it's like mass population right 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 like we're all in this together that's the thing it's it you know it, it does kind of remind me of um and again don't worry about how many times i listen to it or why but it is that Jim Jones, that last speech when he's trying to convince. <laughs> and he's like, it is over. Don't you understand? They're coming for a, they're coming. Look, go to sleep. We're going to wake it. up. We're going to wake up in heaven. It's over. We can't uh-huh. have it here. And that's the same kind of speech, you know, that's like, those Democrats, don't you know what they want for us? They want to take it all away. It's like, what What, what are you talking about? <laughs> take what yeah. away? You know, but it's I always mean, like this amorphous, like, villainy. It's like, yeah. you know, like this make America great again. Like, okay, so where did we go? <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, and who's who's threatening what? Like, what are they trying to take and or make you do? And right. And when yeah. when was it? Pin? Can you just pinpoint? Just throw out a decade of when it was really great. Uh, right. You know. And what? It's like what For power <laughs> are you returning? And like, just spell it out. It's white power. Yeah. yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, it is. It's white, it's it white is. power. So, so I think, you know, you have, you know, you've made the connection between the death cult, but we haven't actually called what's happening now the death cult. But I really do. Like, it's a cult of personality (gasps) death cult at this point. I mean, right? The whole just like, we are not wearing that mask and we're going to have super spreader events. Uh, and it's because we have a big old swinging balls, right? Well, Cezanne, so I feel like, I feel like you just put the ball on my t-ball stand. There you go. <laughs> You're waiting for this little three-year-old to hit a home run oh. because... <laughs> Springer danger. <laughs> it's weird that you said that because I... I was hoping we'd go here 
because I looked up a quote from February about how the Republican Party was was pitching the virus. I was like, there's no way that this is going to look ironic <laughs> knowing what we know now. Yeah. If you had to put money on it, is it going to look weird, you think? <laughs> this information from February? Yeah. It's going to be hilarious. Okay, yeah, it's going to look bad. So Rush Limbaugh, and this is from the New Yorker. God. Oh, perfect. From February um, 28th. Just love him. He says, <laughs> It looks like the coronavirus <laughs> is being weaponized as a yet as a yet another element to bring down Donald Trump. What? Now I want to tell you the truth about the coronavirus. Oh, please do. <laughs> Rush. The coronavirus is the common cold, folks. Mm-hmm. Now, okay. Trump tweeted at the same time because... They were worried about the stock markets crashing. Yeah. He said, low ratings, fake news, mm. MSDNC, Comcast, sure. and CNN are doing everything possible, including panicking markets. Now, again, yeah. sure. let's just, why don't we just take a look at that? So his main mm. concern at that point was that he believed that the main concern was that he thought that, was that they were trying to panic markets <laughs> to make one person look bad <laughs> as opposed to freaking out that there was a fucking virus that nobody knew about that was killing people on its way. Yeah. No. For, it, I... Uh, I, 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 I how how is human history how 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 is the, how are things different now? It's a fucking pandemic. It's kind of a big deal. <laughs> like why well, why is this why are I, I don't understand like where <sighs> No no no. It's not about it's not actually about people not being afraid of a virus. It's about people who have a stake in the stock markets wanting everyone else to believe that it's it's for the greater good to go ahead and go out there and get sick so that stockholders do not lose money like yeah. it's not actually about like people that's that's the the sort of movement that they've it's like like the the death cult right it's like bravery i'm not gonna <laughs> live in fear I am going to go out there and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to have that wedding. I'm going to go to that party. I'm going to live my life. But that's all part of, that's all been supported by the cult of personality, which is like, go out there, spend money, be a patriot, yeah. like keep businesses open because it benefits the established, you know, the the power structure we can't have all of them losing money right because there's no social safety net everything's gonna fall into chaos because that's how we designed it so you all need yeah. to go out there and die right it's like when dan patrick was like don't worry your grandparents would uh w are happy to die for you oh yeah cool 
Like, or Dr. My gra- Oz. My grandparents Sorry. didn't say that. <laughs> or Dr. Oz talking about, like, I'll kill your kids myself or whatever he <laughs> said. Like, <laughs> oh, I did. Wait, what did, did he, he say? Did he say something crazy like that? Like, uh, I mean, come on, guys. Like, get over it. I'll, I'll, if you're that scared, I'll come kill him myself. Do you, what? do you know what I'm talking about, Gina? <laughs> uh, he did say something crazy. I, I don't think that's. Well, he said a lot of crazy things, but. <laughs> That's worth a look, see. <laughs> oh, come kill him myself. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, the rest of the quote is like, uh, likewise, uh, um, their incompetent, do nothing Democrat comrades are all talk, no action, USA in great shape. But like, this is at the time where, you know, <laughs> Schumer and the rest of them knew that there was nobody in those positions they were begging them to get Fauci on like they were like really scared so yeah um but the other thing is is that I mean that I read today that the Pope was saying that there was a moral failing um in in these capitalist countries oh god uh sorry I'm like Oh, I love you, Communist Liberation Theology Pope. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it is, I think it is, it's like, uh, it might be like St. Francis Day today. Yeah. Lord, make me an (laughs) instrument. Are y'all not Catholic? Yeah, I'm Uh, raised Catholic. um, I'm a bad, bad Catholic. I'm more familiar with... peace. And he will raise you, raise you up on eagles. eagles. So oh, here we go. <laughs> raise you up. Okay. And All right. keep you in the palm of his, of his head. Okay. All right, guys. So just to clarify, Mehmet Oz said that... It was all right if 2 to 3% of school children died. Oh, that's fine. Okay. Mm. You know, because that's just what happens when, you know, there's a pandemic. Well, and that's the thing. Why does seem more crazy? (laughs) Well, and the other thing is... he was, he was, he was part of the whole, like, open schools thing. Yeah. You know, like, kids need to be in school. They need to be in school. So, just send them back. Yes, 2 to 3% of them might die. (laughs) That's okay. Well, and the other thing is that I don't think what people gave him a lot of credit for is that because, (laughs) like, financially, a lot of people are hurting right now. Yeah. And then, like, that's a lot of meat. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Hello, steroids. I love you. <laughs> Look at Anne's face. <laughs> no, like, you know what? Before they die, though, harvest that adrenochrome. <laughs> I need that sweet, sweet AC. <laughs> Oh okay. <laughs> uh, that's like a okay, Jonathan I love, Swift. Type. I love off the rails <laughs> steroids. Uh, yeah. Loops. <laughs> okay. We got cannibalism. <laughs> we got Jim Joe's herky jerk. Just close your eyes and wake up in heaven. Oh, We've got a pensive take on John Adams. What's up with that guy? (laughs) Problem with Paul Giamatti that's not going to be resolved tonight. No, we we look. (laughs) I'm looking at you sideways, Paul Giamatti. Okay, but so here's the thing. So 
You know, our cults of personality dangerous, like all coats, <laughs> all coats of many colors. All, all cults. <laughs> like all cults. No, they're perfectly harmless. And um, fun. And fun. Get Even into it. Not. Um, uh, which is like why we're saying join ours. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, I feel like our cult would be pretty cool, though. Look, it's different than other cults. And, like, look, I feel like it has a bad rap. But I don't think we would get into the doomsday stuff. And, like, you could just give us some of your money, not all of it. I mean, I mean, I'm going to want all of it. Well, Gina. (sighs) Okay. All right. Well, we'll have to. We're going to have to retool this, but. And I'm, I am going to want to have sex with your spouse. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> like, I know I'm, I'm, I'm going to promise you I won't do it. And then. Listen, if you don't want Gina to have sex with your spouse, don't join our cult and don't have a hot spouse. Okay. That's yeah, it. that's right. That's all. Look, if your spouse is ugly, no problemo. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about it. But you have to recruit. If you're not hot, you have to recruit at least two hot people. Right. Exactly. Hey, that's a great solution to this problem. That's right. But uh, if okay, you but don't want Gina to have sex with your spouse. Bring a hotter person in. But I will. Right? I, I still am gonna sleep with that. Also, she's gonna. Also, she's gonna. <laughs> look, but okay. it's because I love them. It, look, it's, and, it's, and she loves you. And <laughs> she loves you. It's because you're special. How else am I supposed to show you God's love? I went in, I went in to New York Times and typed in <laughs> personality, looking through articles, and and what happened I, was I came across one uh, from 1965. Okay, and here's the title of the article: Old Bogart films packing them in, cult okay. of personality attracts diverse. Well, if it did, if it, yeah, that could, but the same thing could be said about like Brando or Bowie or yeah. it's like, yeah, yeah, like a larger than life. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, and you expect a person, a cult of personality in, let's say, a celebrity type of situation. Right, right, right. right. But when a, a, you know, political leader becomes, you know, like right. ascends to that level of kind of theater like we were talking about that's when it's yeah i mean you expect it with a celebrity if they're supposed to be right yeah they're supposed to, like think the best of them and they're supposed to cultivate a you know a persona sure right? and it's awesome and you love it and that's why you want to meet you know people like i think i very i think like like the difference between somebody like obama and Trump is that Obama did not have the mach- machinery available that Trump does. Oh, I, that's the other thing I was thinking about earlier is that, it, you know, I remember when I would try to describe what it was like being raised in an evangelical or religious environment is that, mm-hmm. you know, you're taught like, you know, we're not of this world and like right. the rest of the world, like the secular right. world yeah. can't be trusted. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when people watch like Fox News or the like, that's a trusted source to them. So they don't think that those people, they don't believe that they're being manipulated. 
You know, that's like a trusted news source. And so like the religious right, like they know that they can, you know, because like when I went to school, you know, they taught me that the world was 5,000 years old. Like they taught me that science was manipulated and that the secular (laughs) world would use like the, the, that that fossils they were, were a test right. of your faith. <laughs> yeah, they, they said that carbon dating, like all of those things that they were, it was mm. like used to, like, it was used to confuse you and it was like right. trying. So, but that's the thing is that, so, you know, that it, it does exist, that thing that, you know, that scientists would manipulate you, you know, that they, that sort of like, that belief exists, you know? So it just makes me, it makes me sad that people are cynical enough to, you know, that people that are, again, like true believers that were like, that would not believe that people would lie to them, you know? Right. So that they really would go out there without a mask because they're like, I trust these people, you know? Yeah. They would not put me in harm's way. Yeah. Well, oh, God. I think, you know, this kind of circles around to, you know, we were talking about, um, you know, you were talking about Fox News and, you know, how it just really, they are sort of masterful at kind of pouring honey in people's ears, right? And really appealing to them as far as like, here's the conspiracy and here's what's going on and here's what you, and, you know, really appealing to people's um, uh, implicit bias, but also, um, but also appealing to and taking advantage of the fact of like decades and decades and decades of defunding education, right? Mm -hmm. And we're talking about defunding the police. It feels like it sounds so radical, Right. It sounds right. so evil and radical. And yet look at what we've been defunding like for years. We've de- right. been defunding education. So, <laughs> and so it's easy to be like duped and it's easy to, and it feels good to be like, ah, oh, yes, all of these things that like <clears throat> uh, the world is confusing and somebody is just like laying it out for me. And I think that's like what this cult of personality really appeals to too. Right. It's like, whew. Finally, someone who is going to, like, make my way of life feel like the right way. Now, well, and the other thing, too, is that I think what makes me really sad, you know, when we brought up the Pope earlier, too, is that, you know, that this sort of debate is not happening in other countries. Yeah. Right. And it didn't have to be this way here. Um, It didn't have to be political at all. And, you know, it didn't have to spread this way. And for a country that has the kind of money and resources that we had, you know, when you look at the recession caused by this, like the top earners are barely hit. Yeah. Right. The rest of us, like the, I say us, but, um, well, yeah, us, like we, we crashed, we crashed and like, we could have had massive testing, like traced, like all of that. And that sort of, again, this is America. Yeah. This is America. We could have done that. We could have been like what it used to, you know, like what it used to be in the eighties with like, 
fucking astronaut ice cream and, you know, <laughs> like... So, like, the fact that this failure isn't making... Instead of making more people really take a look at, like, the holes and the gaps and the horrible failings of, you know, decades of legislation, and instead it has turned into, oh, well, this must be a hoax, this must be, you know, this must be, like, you know, all the liberals wanting to own Trump or whatever. The fact that that's what's happening is, yeah. I think, great evidence of the sort of success of the cult of personality that exactly. we're talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah, that sort of, that it's untouchable. It's just part of the narrative. Yeah. Like, you, the, oh, yeah. Th there's no way we could have avoided it. Like, the fact that, that, that people believe in the sort of inevitability of this or that it's been made worse, not by, not by just science denying, but by people listening to science somehow. <laughs> is right. just, it's really... Well, it, you know... Yeah. It's like, I I was just thinking about it, but it's like, you know, you'll hear things like, you know, like over 200, 209,000 people have died and people are like, yeah, but like, what about the percentage of the population? No, let's just listen. If I owned a bowling alley and every time the ball returned, it was with such force that dozens of people were killed. Yeah. And somebody was like, you realize that you're bowling alley alone has caused hundreds of deaths. And I'm like, yeah, but what about the percentage of people that have come into that bowling alley? Right. And you're like, have you considered, I don't know, like repairing the machines? You know, I'm like, that co that costs so much money. Right. You know, that costs so much money. Do you so want my money. bowling alley to shut down completely? Look at all the people who won't be able to bowl. No, <laughs> no seriously. That, that's a great that's a great analogy because it makes me think of like recall for like a a, a kid's yeah. crib. Yeah. You know, these cribs we were taking them off the market because three three children have died. Well, well that's point zero zero zero. I really want to buy that crib. Well, you can make you can make the connection between this and like deregulate like the whole exactly. movement for deregulation. I mean, it's yeah. Well, you there know the great a great example of this is like there was it was during the the Tylenol poisonings, mm -hmm. and it there was the guy was never caught, but there was somebody who was tampering with Tylenol, and mm -hmm. Tylenol made the decision. They threw away millions and millions of product. They cleared the shelves. Cleared the shelves rather than have anybody else die, even though it what they it wasn't they knew that it probably wasn't them, that it didn't originate with them, that right. it was an outside tamperer. But rather than have anybody else die, they took the hit. Now, yep. like again, what they could have done here is again <laughs> they could have, you know, rather than have all of these businesses close. And, mm -hmm. you know, have like a generation of school children be behind in school and people not get to stay with their loved ones as they die. And, you know, all of the missed weddings and graduations and all the rest of it. They mm -hmm. have money that they had that they could have put in 
to massive testing and like contact tracing and all the rest of it that other countries, countries that at one point we were at war with, countries, right. you know, that are that are developing, we're supposed to be developed, you know, like that have kicked our ass. It's like, well, that country is an island. Well, that country is an isthmus. Well, that country is an archipelago. That country is temperate. That That's country a has rivers. That country has tundra. That country has oh kookaburra. That country, oh you know what? Fuck you guys. Stop. I love the idea that like they can't really think, but they remember all the names of like biomes and oh habitats. Seriously, oh like, no. that country's herbals. <laughs> that country. Seriously, it's no. a peninsula, Stop. an isthmus. <laughs> oh fuck! That's <laughs> That country's. Soil is volcanic and it's incredibly, incredibly rich in minerals. <laughs> you can't make comparisons demographically, popular uh, density. <laughs> that country's population is caring and welcoming. And <laughs> right? They're so much more educated and willing to listen to science. <laughs> that country has no religion but other people. Oh my god. And they just oh god. <laughs> have no judgment and they love unconditionally. You cannot compare. That country loves their neighbor. <laughs> that country's willing to sacrifice a little bit of comfort for the lives of people less fortunate. <laughs> You don't understand. You never have to ask for forgiveness. <laughs> oh, God, I'm going to cry. Oh, God. Um, uh, the, oh, my the, God. The, 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 You're never the a stranger weirdo. there, man. Yeah. The, the coronavirus wouldn't even go there. Oh, God, I'm going to cry. The weirdo patriotic religi religiousness that has always been in American like history is just, it's really... It, this is a new grotesque, you know. Yeah. Like, it's like patriotism mixed God. with patriotism mixed with just like fierce individualism that just doesn't make sense at all. It's like, well, do we care about our country or do we care about ourselves the most? Let's well, uh, decide. I guess what I don't understand is like when you think about like victory gardens and and bond like you know war right. bonds and stuff like that you would have thought like to, to me the opposite would have made sense like yeah. you know work together like protect yourselves and each the, the this weird you know like make yourself vulnerable to show that you support the president that that doesn't i don't yeah, I, I, but to me, the, it does. It's the loyalty pledge. It's the again the the cult yeah. of personality. That that's yeah. the only way it makes sense to me. So so how? What's a good way to wrap it up? I don't well, know. Well, oh, I guess, bye. <laughs> bye. Oh, okay. I know. I know. Okay. <laughs> so, I think a good way to to end is is how it begun. So the term, the way the, the way the, the term was introduced was by Khrushchev and it was on Stalin's death. Um, it was the 1956 quote unquote secret speech called on the cult of personality and its consequences. And it said, 
it is impermissible and foreign to the spirit of Marxism-Leninism to elevate one person to transform him into a superman possessing supernatural characteristics akin to those of a god. Mm -hmm. So I think the danger being that if you have one person that becomes greater than any cause, um, and I think, like, I was just thinking about um, the way that, you know, when Martin Luther King was talking about, like, you know, I might not be there when I get to the promised land. And let's talk about, mm. like, Moses not getting there. And, and that's how you can sort of tell when somebody is, you know, and even with the progressive cause, like, if it's not Bernie or if it's not... Ocasio-Cortez, it's like, it's, it's the progressive ideals that are bigger than any one person. So if you have somebody who, who, like Trump, who's like, like, I don't care what you believe as long as you believe in me, you know, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's the danger, right? Yeah. Cause even with, yeah. even with Trump, it's like, what is it that you like about Trump? And it's just sort of this amorphous thing. It's not anything that he, it's not any, they don't care if he builds the wall. They don't care. If, <laughs> there's nothing. I mean, he, he's apparently a good businessman. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even say that anymore. They're just mm -hmm. like, he's yeah. done more for this country. Like, but what exactly? What has he done? Right. And he's not even, it's not even a, a Republican ideal or a conservative ideal. It's, it's like, it's, it's, Again, it's um, that danger where he's so much bigger than the institution that it's actually causing damage to the institution itself. So, right, right. he's you a know. chaos maker, and he has been since well, the beginning. And I wonder, like, how often has it been where, like, the uh, figureheads of the opposing party go public against their party's nominee? Do you know what I mean? Like, like the whole, there's that Lincoln project about the, or the party of Lincoln or whatever, or Republicans against Trump and all this. Like, does that happen every election? I, I, I don't know. Well, and I think that's kind of like what the whole thing with Khrushchev was about was, and I, you know, they had to essentially like de-Stalinize the communist party and it took decades to... Yeah. You know, sort of, and, and I think that's honestly what's going to have to happen with Trump in order to reclaim the Republican Party is that yeah. they, and they were talking about like, it, it didn't really even happen until uh, Gorbachev and the Glasnost where they uh, really just, like, really just shone a light on what really went on because, yeah, you know, d people didn't really know. I mean, we oh, even, and people we were, People are so people are so invested in the cult of personality. People are so invested in it. Like it's become people's identity. It's become like what the way that people make decisions. Some people make decisions like like you said like it's going to take a lot of deprogramming to kind of uh, it's going to take him being out of the spotlight away, not having a platform not having, you know, rallies to, and didn't a lot of sort of truth coming out. And a lot of people 
that are that have influence over the people who are following him like Fox News for example I think they're going to turn on him eventually because it's not going to be advantageous to them like once he's out of power right so I think like the truth of what he is doing has done is going to sort of come out and then you know maybe people it, it but like yeah I think it's going to be like a deprogramming situation yeah uh, I mean, I think it, it it's going to be one of those things. I don't know how long, I don't know how much time it's going to take. I think there's going to be so many investigations. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. It's going to be filthy. <laughs> yeah. But, um, anyway. Well, as always, guys. We've just wrapped it up tightly. I mean... It's been a tight 45 minutes. <laughs> what more? No rambling. <laughs> um, stayed on topic. Yeah. Disciplined. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think. Measured. Measured. But I think uh, um, the off the offshoots are fun. Yeah. Right? Oh. Anyway. So, okay. as always, what a pleasure. Yeah. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, we are at axofpod at gmail. Mm-hmm. Axofpod at AOL. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> axofpod at Twitter. Axofpod at... MySpace. Yeah. That's right. Are you, st- you're still keeping up with it, right? Sure. Yeah. Download our episodes on Napster. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we're Axopod at, um, Facebook? Facebook. Yeah, Facebook. I mean, yeah. Yes. Facebook. Um, Axopod at Hot or Not. Mm-hmm. Um, and the then... The answer is yes. Yeah, OBS. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Uh-oh. And then <laughs> Axopod, six feet away... From your mother's house. Mm-hmm. Wearing a mask. Wearing a mask. Says we're respectful. And patriotic. That's right. Exactly. And then, um, God, as always, thanks. We love you. Please keep safe wherever you are in the world. And, um, good night. Goodbye. Good night. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye, now. Goodbye. Goodbye now.